Hey, welcome to the show. This is John. Today, I'd like to welcome Chris Wiley to the show. He's a brain transformation specialist. Chris, can you tell us about your background? Yeah, so I, uh, I'm i a brain transformation specialist, and my background's in neuroscience and psychology. And uh, actually, my initial plan was to go to law school and business school, but growing up, I always had very severe anxiety and panic attacks and even addictive behaviors. And in third year university, when I was actually studying economics and business, uh, I had really three, like three straight panic attacks. It was really, really bad. I was hospitalized. I was like 30 pounds, 40 pounds underweight. I'm six foot two. I was like 145 pounds. It was really, really bad. Oh, wow. And I had all kinds of, you know, addiction problems, even eating habit problems. And even got hooked on like the dark roads of like stimulants and was abusing those and was almost addicted to those. And uh, I had upper year friends who were in medical school and a lot of, you know, this is a major problem, especially in university realms is substance abuse, especially stimulant abuse, things like Ritalin and Adderall. I mean, I had friends who were popping these things like Skittles and I had all this anxiety, all this panic attacks. I didn't know what to do. So I decided to give that a try and it sent my brain overboard. And then eventually, I mean, got to the point where I was hospitalized and I just looked at myself. I looked at my life. I looked at everything that was happening and I just reached that totally enough is enough fed up point. And I made a decision right then and there that I was going to learn everything possible and how to take mm-hmm. control of my brain, how the brain works, how the mind works. And I was going to optimize it. And then that quickly blossomed and grew into uh, a major, major passion. Now suddenly I, I had a new addiction, which was <laughs> optimizing my brain. And yeah got into things like neurofeedback, EEGs, quantifying, testing everything, uh, brain-specific nutrition, nutraceuticals, nootropics. And before you know it, I was working with a doctor running his his practice while in university, while working with private clients, because all of a sudden my students and friends, they started noticing, hey, you know, this mm-hmm. guy's a lot more relaxed all of a sudden. Now he has actually time uh-huh. to, to talk to us and go out and stuff. And Plus, he's getting like 99% of these like third year, four year neuroscience, neuroanatomy courses that everyone else is just stressing, you know, to the brim. So they got interested as to what I was doing and it quickly grew into my own own business. So uh, everything I do today has been all based on personal experience. Everything I, you know, I recommend for other people. I personally tried and experimented with myself and it started on the neurotechnological side and then grew into the actual, how do you reprogram the mind and behavior? So that's a, a major thing I want to you know share with you today are some of these techniques and methods that you can use to take control of your mind, take control of your feelings, take control of your thoughts. So that way you don't mm-hmm. get overwhelmed by things like, you know, PTSD or, you know, your show is called you know, bipolar battle where, mm-hmm. you know, something like bipolar is where, your brain is shifting in and out of these states. You know, you have like the the manic, adrenalized, excited, you know, enthusiastic state where you feel energized. And then you have that kind of deep, dull, almost depressing type state. And I've experienced a lot of it myself. So really Uh what's happening with like bipolar is you have the brain 
going into these different states and in these different states your brain chemistry is different how you think is different how you feel is different your behavior is different and it's almost like you're a totally different person so I got really interested in how can you actually program your mind so that way you can control and almost turn on and turn off these states on demand because then you know it, it's great to have those moments where you you know in that what the you know psychologists call the manic phase you have all this yeah. energy endless energy almost endless enthusiasm you know that's a really useful thing you have people sitting on their couch who can't them you know can't get themselves motivated hey a little manic yeah. phase would be pretty darn good for that person yeah. it's just yeah. it has to be something that you can learn to control and therefore use you know with your own conscious volition as opposed to something that's just running wild out of control and overwhelming you. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, do you, I, I have a quick question for you before you go on. Do yeah. you, um, I, I know I looked at your website and you've been doing this for 10 years and I saw a bunch of the cool things that you're doing for people. And that just, I love, I mean, that gets me fired up is helping people. So when I see other people doing amazing things to help people blossom and grow i just kudos to you for doing that um during that 10-year phase i'm i'm actually interested in what you think about uh medication and mm. medication management for like bipolar disorder and yeah. other mental illnesses what what's kind of your take on that well i think the biggest thing with medication is it's just changing your perspective on it as opposed to looking at something like, you know, medications as a long-term forever solution. I mean, I mean, it's really not right. So what happens is, is you take medication and it can be very, you know, it can be very effective as a tool where it helps to take the edge off. So let's say, you know, your neurochemistry is out of balance, which, you know, it is, in the case of, you know, bipolar, you have these states flying out of control. You can take certain medications that will help to take the edge off, help to, you know, calm you down. But what happens is, is with any mental ability, there's the pro and the con. So everything is like a, you know, double-edged sword. So when you take a certain medication, like for example, like a seizure medication, is what what you're doing is you're taking a medication that's basically decreasing the amount of voltage that's produced by the brain, which is going to make it so that you're less susceptible to having seizures, but it's also going to make it so that maybe, hey, you know what, your excitement, your motivation, your creativity, that gets dulled down as well. So a medication for something like bipolar, since it's such a a, a tricky situation where you have two aspects to it, right? You have one aspect yeah. where you have, okay, the enthusiasm, the motivation, the high level of energy, but then you have the other side, which is, you know, the brain energy, mood, everything being way, way lower. So it can be difficult to take medications to deal with that whole situation where what's happening is, and you'll see this as well, like, People will take a medication and at first it might help them a little bit. Help might take, you know, the edge off, calm them down a little bit. But what happens is, John, is people keep running the same thought patterns, the same mental processes in their mind. And what happens is, is uh -huh. they learn to get depressed while taking the medications. And then they go to the doc and say, you know what, doc, 
you know, these medications, you know, they started working at the beginning, but now they're not really working anymore. So then the doctor's like, okay, let's add this to the mix. So now you're starting to take two medications, which, you know, neurochemically, you know, it might help take the edge off, might help balance you a little bit. But if you keep running the same mental processes, the same thought patterns, you're going to be able to get yourself depressed or feeling bad while taking those medications. So mm -hmm. really, this is where when you're dealing with a problem, you want to work on the exact system that the problem is being created in. Right. So when it comes mm -hmm. to, yeah. you know, you know, bipolar being depressed, it's like in order to make yourself depressed, John, you have to you have to think certain thoughts in your mind, both consciously and unconsciously to produce it. Right. It's not mm -hmm. random. It's systematic. You know, if I work with someone with, you know, bipolar, I just worked with, you know, someone last week who was diagnosed as bipolar and they could tell me and predict the exact times and places in the future where they were going to be depressed, where they were going to feel bad, which means their brain almost had it all planned out. And a lot of times, of course, the brain chemistry is off. And medication is one way to help balance the brain chemistry. It's just medications in many cases can be like just hitting the brain with a hammer. So, you know, it's just like totally slamming it, flooding the brain with mass amounts of a certain neurotransmitter, which is one way to do it, but you can equally change your neurochemistry via nutrition, via natural biohacks, via practices, meditative practices, mental exercises. So there's a lot of ways to change your neurochemistry. And a med medication is just one. And the only problem yeah. I have with just taking medication, it's like, oh, I'm bipolar, I take medication, is that it doesn't give you the opportunity to develop the real skill which is learning how to take control of your own mind. Because if you had that skill, you wouldn't need to take medications. You wouldn't need to be reliant on anything. You could just take, you know, conscious control of your own mind, of your own thought patterns, and therefore, you know, have the freedom, have the control. So, you know, medications, I, I, I would look at them as a possible short-term solution. It's just now nutritional science has got to such a high sophisticated level where, you can really powerfully alter your brain chemistry with the right brain supplements, the right brain, nutri you know, nutraceuticals, the right brain nutrition. And I actually do full on QEEGs and brain maps to test and measure these things. So I've been measuring mm -hmm. for over 10 years, the effects on different brain supplements, different brain nutrition uh, plans. And you can actually oh, very cool. see in real time, right? Someone comes in, their brain's depressed. And, you, and by depressed, I mean, you might see like a whole bunch of slow wave, delta waves, theta waves in the frontal lobes and stuff. I might be speaking gibberish to, but you know, here, but these are different no, brain waves. And what happens is, is we can test the effects of, okay, if the brain's depressed, you take certain supplements that help boost the brain. You could take some rhodiola, you could take some ginkgo, you could take some L-tyrosine, which converts into dopamine to raise dopamine levels. You get on fish oil and we can start to track and see how the brain changes. So me personally, I, I'm a naturalist. I think nature uh -huh. has all the built-in medicines and herbs. And I always favor mm -hmm. something that comes from nature. In fact, a lot of the most effective medications are just certain substances derived from natural herbs. So that's yeah. my preference. Okay. That's what we – okay. Because, I mean, just to give you a little bit of uh, background real quick about me. See, I, I was diagnosed back in 1999 – 
with bipolar type one and I have a really severe um, case of it. And like you were, you gave that example about the, uh, your client last week that had bipolar and they could map out the, you know, the, the times they would be able to have a, an episode for me. I don't, mine isn't that systematic. And I actually, excuse me, uh, in terms of the naturalist and then, you know, medication, I'm all for everything. Like I, I preach taking medication is like a foundation, but bipolar disorder is so complex that like you said, I put, like I work out every day. I look at what I eat. I eat healthy. I get proper rest. I get plenty of hydration. I think it's more of a collaborative thing than like you, like you mentioned about just taking some meds or whatnot. I mean, that, that's just been my personal experience because I've been, you know, doing this for 20 years, like as a patient. Yeah. So does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Every person, every person's different, right? So that's where like, you know, medication can be an effective tool to give you the time and the space to fix every other variable in your life. So that way, now you have all these variables supporting your brain and mental health. You have your nutrition supporting your brain and mental health. You have your mind and thought patterns supporting your mental health. You have your environment and lifestyle supporting your mental health. And, you know, you're you're making sure that your neurochemistry is balanced. So for me, you know, I like to, I like to have all variables optimized. I like to stack the deck in someone's favor to make it as easy as possible. And and that Mm -hmm. said, I, I really like to help people to develop control over their own mind. So for example, like even, mm-hmm. even for you, John, is, is you have times and places where you have certain episodes where it gets really, really bad. And then you got ones where it's not so bad. And in order for one of your episodes to get really bad, you actually have to think certain thoughts and you have to, you know, have an actual mental procedure running to produce those feelings in that state. So you know, I mean, I'd be happy to actually do a, a session with you of some mm-hmm. some LP, some neuroplasticity type targeted work, and you would just be oh, surprised with how your brain actually does systematically produce these different states. Because here's the thing, John. I mean, mm-hmm. having an episode isn't a problem if you can turn it on and turn it off, right? And, and you know, mm-hmm. there's many aspects yeah. to it. So. When it comes to the mind and people talk about thoughts, well, our thoughts actually have certain properties. Our thoughts come in different forms. We think visually, we make mental images, we make mental movies, we talk to ourselves and have internal dialogue. And those two modalities produce how we feel. And all our feelings, all these things have structure. So we could actually take one episode where you really, really, you know, was was a bad one, and we could begin to find out how your brain is mentally creating that state. And then we could start to make some adjustments and start to change it. Then all of a sudden we could start to reprogram these responses. Cause a lot of these states, especially for you, John, I mean, you've been doing this for 20 years. So a lot of this stuff mm-hmm. happens unconsciously before you know it, all of a sudden you're feeling bad or before you know it, you're having an episode and you're almost conscious too late after the effect. And it happens with like anxiety too, you know, 
before people know it, their nerves are racking with anxiety. And it's not something they're doing consciously or it's because, you know, they're a bad person or there's, you know, something wrong with them. It's just a learned habit. Now, our brain has certain predispositions. Some of us, you know, might be predisposed to, to worry or be anxious more or, you know, be predisposed to some of these things. But our brain is so plastic. It's so changeable. And that's what neuroplasticity is. So even when you, John, when you bring some of those states and thoughts that were making you feel bad, when you bring it into your conscious mind, now all of a sudden, those neurocortical pathways become malleable and changeable. And you can, in fact, Mm-hmm. reprogram and rewire your brain and it, it does take i mean you mentioned it, it it does take very high level skill and this isn't something that people don't teach we don't you know we don't sit in grade five and get educated mm-hmm. on how to control our thoughts and our feelings it's just not something that's mm-hmm. provided and therefore a lot of these things like bipolar depression ptsd develop because we, no one teaches us how to take control of our mind. So for example, even yeah, when you yeah. listen to this, John, if you think about one of those episodes where you really, really, it was a real bad one. When you think about it mm-hmm. now, can you access, can you get back some of those bad feelings? Oh yeah, I definitely can. can. Yeah. Now, my most you, recent one, I definitely can. Now, when you think about that episode, John, is it like you're re-experiencing it, looking at through your own eyes, or is it like you're looking at yourself, like watching John on a movie? It's more like me looking at myself, not like exactly because I don't I don't when I go through an episode, I don't always feel like I'm. Well, I'm not in control. I don't feel like it, you know. Okay, let's try something for a second. Now, when you when you see yourself in that episode is how big is is it an image, a still image or is it like a mental movie, like an actual scene running? It's like a scene. So it's like a scene running. Now, what's the size yeah. of the scene? Is it like life size, bigger or smaller? Yeah, it's life size. Yeah. So it's life size as if it's, you know. Now, how, how close is the image to you? Is it like close or far away? It's far away, maybe like 30 yards. 30 yards away. Okay, now I want you to just look at that now and notice how it makes you feel, okay? Okay. And then what I'd like you to try, just for a moment, I'd like you to take that mental movie and bring it right up close, just in front of you. And just notice if that makes your feelings stronger or weaker. Stronger. It makes the feeling worse, doesn't it? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. I just wanted to do that just for one sec, because if you can change and make your feelings stronger, what that means, John, is you can influence and change your feelings. So if you can make a feeling worse, what it means is you can make it better. So what I'd like you to do is just put it back to the original distance and then let's try something. Take okay. the movie and push it off 150 yards off in the distance. It's like, it's like more like one and a half, put it two football fields away. So you can still see that little crappy sucker. You still know that bad episode happened, but it's like it's two fields away. It's way off in the mm-hmm. distance. Just a tiny little speck. Can you do that? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Now, when you look at it there, do your feelings become stronger or less strong? Less strong. It's not as impactful. Mm. Now, try something. Take that mental movie and make sure and rotate it so it's directly behind you. 
where it's directly behind, oh, behind you. you. When you look at it, you can see you still know what happened, but it's directly behind you. Okay. You yeah. Okay. Now, what I'd like you to do is just pull up that mental movie. Just bring it back to the original size that you had it just for a second. And then I'm wondering, John, is there a border around the movie? No, there isn't. No border. So it's just kind of like emanating out through your whole mind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, That's a terrific way to make yourself feel bad, John, with this big bad movie. All right. So what we're going to yeah. do, I'd like, <laughs> I'd like you to put a three-inch thick border around the mental movie, okay? Okay. Okay. Then, Doing it. in a moment, what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to grab the mental movie and shrink it down to a dot very, very quickly and then blink the dot black black and white so you take the mental movie shrink it down to a dot and then blink it black and white so grab the mental movie see it in your mind shrink it down to a dot blink it black and white and take a nice deep breath in in through your nose hold it slowly let it out one more deep breath in hold it slowly let it out and then what i'd like you to do john is open that mental movie but this time at the end of the movie where you survived it in spite of whatever bad feelings whatever bad state you're still here you survived it go to the end of the movie and then what i'd like you okay. to do is step inside it and run it backwards literally see people yourself Walking backwards, moving backwards, feeling backwards, hearing words backwards, feeling backwards, all the way back to the very beginning before the episode even happened. And do it quick, 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 quick. Step inside it, run it backwards, moving backwards, walking backwards, hearing backwards. And then when you get to the beginning, just completely shut it off like you're turning off a TV. Just go, shut it off. Can you do that? Okay. And then... Yeah, Shut it off. just did it. Yep. Okay. Now do it one okay. more time really, really quick. Okay. Go to the end of the memory okay. and then wind it backwards because this episode's just a memory in your mind and just run it backwards, mm -hmm. moving backwards, feeling backwards, talking backwards, all the way back to the very beginning. Quick, 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 and then just shut it right off. Right off. All right. Got it. Now, what's one yeah. of your favorite, what's one of your favorite hobbies to do, John? All uh, right. Right? What kind of things do you like to write? Um, I like to write about bipolar disorder. <laughs> so okay. I write my blog. Okay. So just wrote okay. my book. <laughs> oh, that's good, man. That's good. Hey, you know what? You know those those any bad feeling, John, is just it's like emotion. It's like a paint, you know, that you can brush and use to design your own artwork. In fact, you know, if a lot of these musicians didn't experience such trauma suffering and pain they wouldn't produce the kind of music that is so popular and world-renowned you know what i mean it's not right. like people don't yeah. listen to it. people yeah. don't listen to like the happy are us you know happy me happy you happy everyone you know like you know people don't listen to that they want to listen you know to emotions that are deep that they can connect with empathize with so just keep that in mind the next time you know you you start to feel bad you go you know what i'm going to use this emotion and you can use it to fuel you for working out. You can use it to fuel you while doing art, while doing writing. You can use it to fuel you to stimulate deep curiosity. This can become a big, tremendous asset, my friend.
right? You might start yeah. producing oh, unbelievable man. works that people might be going, hey, you know what? I wish I had a little bit of bipolar to experience some of that and write like that. Hey? Yeah. You know, this might yeah. be something as opposed to, you know, thinking something's wrong. This might be the envy of other people. You never yeah. thought about that, huh? Yeah. No, heck no. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I got, let, let me just tell you, I got a, cool, a little different approach with these things, John, a little different attitude. And no, it's cool. No, Chris, this is, see, this is exactly what I love because. Um, I've tried so many treatments and, and I'm always open to pretty much any, trying anything. And what you're doing is it's, it just, it's amazes me. This is so awesome. Cause our, cause neuroplasticity is basically changing the way, like the pathways in your mind. Is that basically what it's about? I, yeah, yeah. Both like neuroplasticity okay. is both mental and actually physical. So like when you change how you're thinking, I actually measure this with EEGs and I did it with fMRIs. When you change what you're thinking, it actually changes the regions that are firing in your brain and your actual brain waves. So for example, like when mm -hmm. you were feel, like feeling bad and you thought crappy thoughts, like we would actually see if we were measuring EEG, a change in your brain waves. And what happens is, is our brain is constantly changing its wiring and firing. And your activities, the things you do uh, throughout the day, your behaviors, what you think, that is always actively changing the wiring of your brain. So our brain is a learning machine. So when you go out, John, and you spend, let's say you spend 20 minutes just visualizing in your future, you having all the kinds of success, the behaviors, the abilities that you want, that entire time, your visual cortex is firing. And what will happen is those connections will get stronger. And that's what happens during sleep is our brain builds those neurocortical pathways and rehearses what we learned and makes it so that the next day you can visualize better. Or if you're practicing a martial art or an exercise, you know, your brain is sprouting new neurons to support those activities. So that's where you want to be very careful what you think and what you do because it's actively always training your mind. Hey, John, can you do one little favor mm -hmm. for me? Can you, I want you to yeah. think about that episode. I'd like you to try to feel bad about it. I want you to notice what happens. Think about that episode and try to feel bad about it. Well, weird. I, it's not as bad as it was for sure. Like, I don't feel like, yeah, holy, what the heck? That's crazy. <laughs> it, it, it feels different, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, it doesn't seem as intense as it was before. Yeah, we. I mean, we that with John. That was like a seven-minute little intervention there. I mean, just yeah. imagine if we went in for like an hour or two. Um, yeah. yeah. What happens is we're we're changing. So it's not like you know when people talk about letting go. You know, you know, you got to let go of you know the past, your past traumas or bad memories. It's not so much that you're physically letting go as to just changing your body's and in neurology's visceral response. You know what I mean? And, and you're changing yeah. how these things are represented in your mind, which is going to change how you feel and therefore change what you're able to do. And it's surprisingly mm -hmm. quick. And that's where like, you know, you know, you've the bipolar is something you've been battling with for 20 years. 
And I come up against this all the time in my practice and my work. I mean, it's not only bipolar, it's people with PTSD, people with, you know, ADD, OCD, depression, generalized anxiety, a lot of these things, and we can change it within minutes. Now that said, we, what we do is like, for example, for you, is we create an initial experience where it changes how you feel. Now, of course, your brain is going to be driven to do whatever's the most familiar. So that's why, you know, for you, I wouldn't stop there is we want to go in and we want to generalize these changes. And even on your own time is begin to consciously build the images and feelings in your mind and body that you want to move towards because our mind works by targeting. And the biggest problem is, is people like with bipolar is they're just thinking about, which is they're not thinking, they're just remembering the same crappy things in their mind, which is making them feel bad. And that's all the brain is seeing. And that's all the brain is moving towards. So you need to start mm -hmm. creating new mental images in your mind for you to move towards. You need to start training your neurology to access different states and get better at it. It's just like riding a bike. The more you practice, the better you get at it. The more you practice, the, yeah. more you it, the better you get at it. Our brain is just a learning machine. And unfortunately, no one teaches us how to control our thoughts, how to control our mind, and to make magic happen. Well, uh, Chris, let me ask you this. Um, is this something like meditation that you can do by yourself? Or would someone like you have to would I have to work with you or could you teach it? How does that all work as like a tool? That, that's a great question. Now it's like when it comes to it, it's like imagine trying to change the limits of your own brain within the limits of your own brain. It, it can be kind of hard, you know? So it's, it, it's initially like if you've been dealing with bipolar for 20 years, it, it's a lot easier and more effective to just work with like someone who's an expert at doing it like myself and create the initial changes. And then once we've created uh -huh. the initial changes, then now you have the tools to then go off on your own and, you know, start having specific meditations. So meditation is all about altering your state of consciousness. And you can either do like, you know, a concentration where you're repeating a mantra in your mind, or you could do an emptiness meditation where you're clearing your mind. And basically you're accessing different states and each state will be useful for particular things that might enhance relaxation or might help you visualize better or help you, you know, program your unconscious mind better. So what I like to do is I like to like, let's say, do an initial bit of work with someone like yourself, just so that you can have that convincing experience where you feel and notice the difference and then help tailor specific meditations for you. Because every brain is oh, a cool. Bit yeah, okay. every brain is unique, right? So how your brain works, John, mm -hmm. to produce, you know, the bipolar, those different states is going to be a little bit different than Sandra who's watching this or Jessica who's watching this or Jimmy who's watching this. It's their brain is going to be a little bit unique, but it all basically does boil down to that the thoughts that you're thinking both visually and auditorily are producing how you feel. So there's some things like if you were just to do a emptiness meditation for 20 minutes every day, it's going to powerfully change your state. Like it's going to really, you know, positively help you. And, and that's, you know, generic meditations are good. I like to like individualize and get really precise as to 
the meditations that, you know, each person will do. So for like someone like yourself is, um, I would actually go in and I would like figure out, I would take one episode that you experienced as an example, figure out mentally what was happening in your mind. We would make some changes in it and the pictures you're making, what you're saying to yourself. And then from that, we would design a specific meditation. So you could tell, you could like, you you could ask me like, like, what would you want a meditation to do for you? Like, what would be like the top benefit you want a meditation to do for you? Um, like for me, I would like to change my thought process. Like when I meditate, I like to calm down, kind of clear my mind and not feel so anxious. Okay. So, so like mental clarity and not feeling anxious. So let, let's try something for a moment yeah. because there's many like meditations, okay. infinite meditations. So meditation yes. is all about getting into an altered state and there's many procedures to do so. And many different cultures have their own forms of meditation. You have transcendental meditation, you have Taoist meditation, you have, you know, Zen meditation. There's all different forms of meditation. So what I'd like you to do is I'd like to do a little uh, demonstration for the anxiety, especially for anyone listening to this, watching this, because it's very powerful if you can take control of your feelings. So what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to think about just one time where you really got yourself anxious. Are you anxious right now, John? I'm not right now. No, I feel great right now. <laughs> you feel great right now. Okay, good, good. Just checking. I want you to just think about a time where you really got anxious, where it was a big pain in the butt. Okay, got it. <laughs> got it. Okay. I, yeah. I want to ask. You, I want to ask you the question one more time. When you think about that memory, is it like you're looking at John, or is it like you're you're back re-experiencing John in that memory? I'm re-experiencing it. Yeah. Okay. Now, what I'd like you to notice is that anxious feeling. Where do you feel the strongest in your body? Probably my chest. In your chest? Okay. Yeah. And that feeling, where where does it move? Where does it start in your body? Um, it feels like it starts in my chest and it goes down into my stomach. Okay. It goes down to your stomach. So it starts in your chest, goes down to your stomach. Does it go any further or does it stop at your stomach? It's pretty much my stomach. I don't have any issue with the legs or anything or my arms. Okay. There's no wrong answer here. So all we're doing is we're figuring out how your anxiety works. Okay. So it goes from your chest, goes down to your stomach. All right. Now, does the feeling, does it feel like it's spinning forward or spinning backwards? Backwards. So it feels like like it's it's pressing up against me to get... Yeah. Okay. Let's try something for just a moment, okay? What I'd like you to do is okay. just think for a moment so that way you're in control of your feelings. Take that feeling and spin it backwards a little bit faster, just for a moment. Can you do that? Yeah. Okay. Does that make your anxiety a bit worse? A little bit, yes. <laughs> a little bit worse? Okay. Now, what I'd like you to do is take a nice deep breath in through your nose. Slowly let it out and keep spinning that feeling backwards. Only this time, slow it down. It's still spinning backwards, but spin it a little slower, a little slower, and a little slower still. And then reverse the feeling so it starts to spin forward. Nice and gently spinning forward, 
Now moving from your stomach up to your chest, spinning forward. From your stomach up to your chest, spinning forward, comfortably, gently. Spin that feeling forward. Keep breathing nice and deeply. Keep spinning that feeling forward. And just notice, John, does that make you feel a lot better? Yes, it makes does. Makes a lot better, doesn't it? Like physically, I can notice a difference. Okay, wow, that's it. impressive, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic, man. Holy cow. So what I would, what I would do for you is like, if you want to like have your own specific anti-anxiety med like meditation, like mm -hmm. is I would just for you focus on just spinning that feeling forward and gently in that direction and focus on that for like a few minutes. And whenever your mind begins to wander, just bring it back to your feelings, spinning it forward in that direction. And what will happen is if you keep focusing on that one thing, your neurons in your brain will habituate and they'll actually shut off and then you'll go into an altered state. So you'll go into a nice meditative empty state and it'll be really powerful. So one thing we want to do is just because for you, you know, if you've been dealing with bipolar for so long is we want to build a new reference structure for your brain. We want to make like these states of relaxation more familiar. So your brain gets better at doing it. And the more you practice, the easier and better your brain will get at doing it. So like, for example, I wanted to do that little technique with you because I knew that would be a powerful meditation for you to practice on your own. And anyone listening to this, anyone who has anxiety or even a bad feeling that you'd call depression, because depression is just a name that you're calling a certain state and certain feelings is just notice what direction those feelings are moving in your body and then see if you can, you know, if you, at first, a little trick is if you make it worse first, you just, you're figuring out how it works. And then when, if you make it worse first, it just magically makes it easier for you to make it better and reverse it. So just practice spinning your feelings in the opposite direction. So if you're, you know, your feelings are spinning one direction or, or even just moving, right? If you know, if it's moving from your mm -hmm. chest to your stomach is see if you can move it a little faster from your chest to stomach. If that makes it worse, okay, reverse it. Spin the feeling from your stomach up to your chest. And what it will do is very often it will completely change how you feel because that's what you're doing. You're changing your feelings and you're taking control of your state. So these are skills like John, this is just a little sample where there's an entire toolbox of skills to be able to change your own mind, your own energy, and your state of consciousness. And when you change your mm -hmm. state of consciousness, it changes what you're able to do. And, and this is a skill that you know people need to learn, and you're just getting a little taste of what's possible, my friend. Yeah. Oh, Chris, this is great. Um, uh, well, another thing, just real quick, about uh, the neuroplasticity and um, taking – uh, utilizing these tools that you're describing, my question for you is then you need to pretty much on a regular basis practice these things to get it ingrained in your mind and the rest of your body, right? Isn't that the whole idea to, is to practice these things so you can build these better neural pathways? Yeah, I mean, that sure helps. Like it, it really, your brain is going to repeat whatever's most familiar. So what you're doing is you're just instructing and training your brain to be able to access these better states, these better feelings, these better thoughts, and your brain will get better at it. And the cool part is 
via neuroplasticity, your brain will actually change the wiring and firing of your actual neurocortical circuitry while you're doing it. So you're actually like mm -hmm. building a better brain, a, a brain that's going to start to do the things that you want, right? So one of the biggest problems with yeah. these mental health problems is that they're just functioning out of control. And when you begin to start, you know, even meditating, even just spinning your feelings in the opposite direction, you're going to start taking control of your brain. You're going to start changing your brain's automatic responses. And it's just like riding a bike. At first, you know, it might feel a little uncomfortable. It's unfamiliar. It's not something you've done before. But very quickly, mm -hmm. your brain builds that underlying neurocortical pathways and you get better at it. It gets easier. Now, all of a sudden, okay, you go into a social setting and you feel more relaxed. Now, all of a sudden, okay, you have a test in three weeks. Your brain is just programmed to be more relaxed. Oh, now all of a sudden you're having difficulty with relationships in your life. Okay, now all of a sudden your brain is in a more relaxed state because you've practiced and built that state. So what I do for people, and especially when we're looking at more severe problems, is people need an initial experience, kind of like we're having here today, that builds that conviction in belief that creates some immediate changes on the spot because we're humans. We need some instant gratification. So some initial changes that change how you feel, really open up your eyes, build a convincing experience. And then from there, people will go, you know, once you have that initial experience, it convinces them that it's possible to change their behavior, to change how they feel, to change their state. And once people start believing then they'll start trying these meditations, these tools, and start practicing them left, right, and center because now there's that belief. Now there's that conviction. So that's a very important part as well. Cool, Chris, because that, because I, my whole thing that I'm trying to help people with is empowering them. And I think what you're doing is in, is like an instrumental key to helping people get to where we can like specifically my audience, the people that have bipolar disorder, these things can help us. And I, I just, this is just blowing my mind. This is really cool. <laughs> so. You know what? And, and I love, man, I just, this is what made me so passionate and just, just fell in love with doing this type of work is because like we can fundamentally help people where they don't have any belief. It's like, you know, even you, when we were first talking, like at minute five, you were talking to, you know, hey, you know what, my bipolar, you know, it's really bad, it's not systematic. And then 20 minutes later, we're doing techniques and changing how you feel. Now suddenly even your own state has changed and we're not even doing a live session. We're just doing this via an audio recording for goodness gracious. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. yeah. So that, that's where like, unfortunately, People spend so much time and money finding and researching things that don't work. I just want to encourage people and, and give them hope and inspire them that there is technologies, there are methods to help reprogram and rewire your brain. It's, they're just not well known. And it's not just, you know, mm -hmm. you can help, you know, I love brain nutrition. I, I, you know, I love, you know, recommending, you know, eat your wild blueberries. They're great for, you know, raising bdnf and helping your brain it's just it doesn't cut it like when you have bipolar for 20 years and these patterns are so ingrained in your brain 
it takes more than just eating blueberries to you know to yeah. create changes, right? Yes. So like, like it's it's a lot more sophisticated than that. But just because it's sophisticated doesn't mean that you can't do it. Doesn't mean that it can't be actually right. simple right. in practice. Mm-hmm. Oh man, this is awesome. Well, Chris, where can you tell everybody that's listening how uh, your contact information and how they can find out more information about you? Yeah, well, one of the actually the the positive upsides of this whole COVID nineteen situation is that uh, I've created an online community where every week we do webinars and Q and A's on mastering a specific mental skill. Because what what people what we really need are these individual mental skills, motivation, memory, being able to control our feelings, even like learning how to meditate and alter your brain state. So I basically have this community called the Chris Wiley Club. And every week we do webinars and Q&As, mastering a specific mental skill. And and that's on my website at uh, www.thegamechangerchriswiley.com to access the member Mm -hmm. section. And I mean, I made the member section you know, as inexpensive as two cups of coffee, just so that way people, every person can access and learn these skills. And, you know, I cover everything, whether you're, you know, you're just basic and you're just new to the brain, the mind, and just a beginner on this journey to if you're, you know, advanced and and really want to learn high level skills, there's something for everyone. And I basically go in and I teach you these skills on how the mind works. I teach you the techniques and methods to make those immediate changes. And it, it's really eye-opening. It's really inspiring. You know, people have experiences like every day, just like yourself, because these these methods do exist and it just requires, you know, a different attitude. And it requires, you know, someone like me who's had all these incredibly terrible personal experiences to find out the people who who know them and then put it together in a very simple, easy way to help people therapeutically. So, you know, I I welcome all your listeners. If you're listening to this, if you have bipolar or if you have depression or if you have anxiety, usually we all, I mean, we're all human beings. We all suffer from this stuff. Um, You can contact me directly. I do one-on-one online sessions, uh, NLP, neuroplasticity, uh, change intervention sessions. Uh, I also encourage you since, you know, I made it so affordable and so easy to join the Chris Wiley club. We do webinars each week. There's so much fun. The, the participation is amazing. Like there's, there's people who are just like yourself, John, who've been, you know, dealing with PTSD for 20 years or people who've been dealing with anxiety for 20 years, or OCD, learning these skills and doing magical things like, you know, producing unforeseen amounts of art singing, you know, all these types of things where now their creativity is being unleashed because they don't have these mental problems getting in their way. So I I welcome all of you. I I really love this work. The technology exists. If you're sitting here listening to this and and you're dealing with bipolar, trust me, the technology exists for you to get your brain to do what you want to do. It just, you know, just takes you require, you know, learning the skills. And that's what we do in the Chris Wiley Club. And you can access all that on the Game Changer website. 
Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram. I post a lot of you know, content on Instagram as to simple techniques you can use to improve your memory, improve your motivation, take control of your mind. And you can find me on Instagram at the Game Changer Chris Wiley. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Chris uh, B B Can C A N eight on Twitter. And uh, would welcome all your listeners. I love this work. I love working with you know someone like yourself and just going within twenty minutes to you know, my bipolar something, I don't think I could change. It's not systematic. It's not like that to 20 minutes later going, holy smokes, I feel different. I mean, it's just so rewarding and so much fun. So I welcome all your, you know, your listeners to, to join me. That sounds great, Chris. I'll, and of course, I'll put all this, the information, your contact info up for everybody to see as well. Um, when I post it and publish my article and all that stuff. So but yeah, man, I, I really appreciate you coming on today and chatting with me and chatting with the listeners to, or, you know, talking to them about what you do and these amazing tools. Cause I'm just, it, like I was telling you before, empowerment is so big when it comes to adversity and the stuff that, uh, those of us with bipolar disorder live with on a daily basis. And to know that, there are actionable tools at our disposal, i.e. through you and others. I yep. mean, it just, it, it blows my mind. It's very cool. This is why I love the work too. Cause then I, I, I discover cool people like you doing these cool things. So I thank you for coming on today. It's been an absolute pleasure. And, and I love that. Like for your show is that you're someone who's actually, living and experiencing bipolar so it's something that anyone who has bipolar they can see yourself as the example and it's like firsthand you know evidence where even you for 20 years bipolar i'm sure you know been taking so many medications done so many things and if you can change your state just on an audio recording in 20 minutes imagine what they can do yes exactly it's awesome so it's been a pleasure. I, I mean, I'd love to chat with you more, even maybe just do a one-on-one uh, -on -one personal session as well and dive deep and really explore what's possible. And thanks so much for having me on That'd today. That'd be awesome, Chris. Yeah, definitely. And we'll definitely, yeah, that sounds great. And I'd love to follow up with you, do that one-on-one uh, -on -one session, and then I could let my listeners know too exactly what's going on. <laughs> that would be so. sweet. Okay, Thank thanks. You. Okay, take care. Okay, bye. <laughs> If you found this podcast episode helpful in any way, please consider pledging financial support to me and my mission of empowering those of us living with bipolar disorder. Your pledge allows me the ability to record these episodes and provide them to you. Thank you for your consideration.